0: What's up, everybody? It's Wake Up War Champ presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Coming up on today's show, some encouraging news on injuries, the fourth down philosophy of Mike Norvell in Florida State, and the rotations going on the defensive line. Will it sort itself out? Wake up War Champ presented by the corner pocket bar and grill, Tallahassee, Florida. 2475 Appalachian Parkway. CPTallybar.com, the website. Trivia. Later tonight, 7 o'clock. Before that, come on out. Enjoy your lunch. All day long, lunch special, Taco Tuesday, soft shell, hard shell, beef, chicken, your choice at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Do it, y'all. Hit the thumbs up, subscribe, five-star rating and review. We certainly would appreciate it. Uh, Corey Clark's here, everybody. What up, Corey Clark? <laughs> what's
1: up a hey, dog how you doing you doing all right you living
0: yeah man i uh you know mixed in uh, i got a new gym i go to so i go to the, the anytime fitness over in midtown uh and it was good on a monday it was nice and quiet i could get my workout in they got some specialty bars i was able to bench press for the first time in a long time so feel good i feel alive man what about yourself okay, how, how's your fitness journey been
1: uh yeah no it's going well man it's going well I just uh, passed the 250 mark at uh, Orange Theory for I, I I joined like October of last year. What does that
0: mean the 250 mark?
1: Like I have my 250th class. Oh, uh, wow. and that's I, expensive
0: so, sounds like.
1: Well yeah I did the I did the monthly uh, basically you know no limit unlimited but it, it is not cheap but you know what you shouldn't be cheap when it comes to your personal health everyone mm. that's kind of what this show is morphing into. Yes. It's not going to be wake up or chain we're just going to be trying to get you guys in shape. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Uh, we're, we're going to be your daily motivators. You're good enough and you're smart enough. Uh, you got money <laughs> uh, or if you don't just go find some logs and lift them.
0: Yeah. It's like pretty Rocky. easy. Pretty simple. Yeah. Some would say health is wealth. Corey.
1: Hmm. I've never heard that, but it sounds like a pretty cool saying. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, should we talk about the Monday presser or, or this graphic that's staring me in the face? Uh, that we created here with ESPN disrespect. Oh uh, talk-
1: yeah, that is it. You, want to, war- you don't
0: want to you want to you want to warm up before headlines? I'm sure you guys are going to talk about this on headlines. It's good enough I for would, headlines, not good enough for us.
1: I wouldn't think so. I don't think we're going to broach that subject, honestly.
0: Okay, it's just, that's crazy. Uh, just if, if everybody goes undefeated, it, it, you guys saw it on the television broadcaster in the Duke game. I did not. Just saw it uh, later on Monday, so I apologize. But anyhow, well, it's
1: it's it's a dumb. I guess the the graphic was if. Florida State would be the odd team out if the if five teams went undefeated, meaning the winner of the Big Ten, uh, Pac-12, which would be who? Washington. Washington. Yeah. Oklahoma. And Georgia. And Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Florida. If all those teams won, uh, Florida State would be uh, the odd team out, to which I'd say, let's cross that bridge when we get there, gang. <laughs> what are the odds? There's When was the last time there were five undefeated teams in this country? <laughs> I mean, we, was was Obama in office? Gee. Was Clinton like? When was the last time that happened? William so, Henry uh,
0: Harrison. I mean,
1: yeah. Like... So I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. You know, pulling my hair out. No pun intended. Uh, hey. About. It. I guess that's not really a pun intended because no. self-deprecating doesn't, that doesn't really make humor makes sense. Self-deprecating. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, look. Well, again, cross that bridge when you get there. It's dumb. I don't agree, but. What difference does it make in the middle of October?
0: I take umbrage with Oklahoma having a 100%. They got a better shot than Georgia of making the playoff if they both go undefeated. That is that is beyond comprehension.
1: I think it's, yeah, that does not make any sense. But I think it's because you'd play Texas twice and you'd beat Texas twice. And the computers really like Texas. But again, we'll see.
0: All right, all right. Monday, we spoke to the coaches, head football coach Mike Dorval, and the coordinators. Uh, kind of reflected on the Duke game, looked a little bit ahead to wake. We don't know right now what wakes plans are at quarterback. We'll probably find out later today. I think, uh, our guy Clawson does his presser on Tuesdays, but he'll probably keep it close to vest, which like yeah. I get it for him. Like when we, when we don't talk about the availability of Destin Hill, I'm like, ah, eh. although we did get some injury updates. Let's talk about that probably before we get into the, the nitty gritty of things. Sounded like Destin Hill did some stuff on Sunday through their yep. walkthrough And then I thought you phrased the question very, I don't, I don't even think you phrase it any way that could be taken other than like, what's the latest, but, um, Johnny Wilson rumors of demise, perhaps greatly exaggerated. At least it seemed that way with the way Mike Norvell responded when asked about him.
1: Well, look, um, you know, he said – I basically said uh, – I don't know how I phrased it. I could actually read it. Oh, here it is right here. I have it on my computer because they, they do the transcriptions, gang. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, the, uh, for the Monday press conference. Just Norvell, not the coordinators. But I say, do you foresee Destin and Johnny being available this week or anytime soon? If not, maybe talk about the receivers that have to step, uh, step in and then, you know, the depth they have in the wide receiver room. And, again – You guys know the drill. We're allowed to watch practice. We're not allowed to talk about injuries. But you guys all saw that Destin Hill did not play. So his injury is now um, public knowledge. Mm. Plus, we all saw Johnny and him get hurt in that game. Um, So that's public knowledge as well. So we can ask about those injuries. And his response was, um, I can tell you Johnny was in a really good place yesterday coming out of the game. Destin got more work yesterday in practice than what he did in the previous week. Excited to see kind of where those guys go as the week progresses. So, you know, not, you know, look, there, there, there was a part of me on Saturday night where I'm like, I wonder if on Monday there's an update that, like, we'll see Johnny in December. You know what I mean? Like, just, and again, pure speculation, but you never know with, with certain injuries the timetable, how quickly guys can come back, especially in this day and age. But it certainly sounded like, you know, I would be stunned if he plays this week. Agreed. But I don't know, man, maybe Pitt, certainly it, 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 with him saying he's in a good place. And then he also said later on, he said, I'm excited about what that group is, talking about the receivers. And hopefully we have Destin and Johnny rolling here this week because it keeps us at full strength. So he's throwing out, and he does that a lot. He's that he doesn't speak in specifics, just because he wants to have them rolling this week doesn't mean they will be. But it's certainly not. Hopefully, we get him back when Daryl Jackson's eligible. You know, it he he kind of it, it sounded like uh, Johnny Wilson could be back uh, sooner than maybe even I thought, which is really good news because he's you're going to be playing some teams uh, that that you're going to need that dude converting first downs for you. Um, and scoring touchdowns for you. And, uh, you know, so hopefully he'll be back in time for the big boys. Yeah.
0: I found a 34-page document about Florida State's protocols for uh, head injuries. I need to dive into it and get. Uh, well, those... and
1: here's the thing, though. Not every, I, and again, I get, I'm get. i not a doctor. I know you guys think I am. Quit calling me, Dr. Clark. It's getting annoying just because I, you know, I, I carry myself like a doctor. Hmm. Like just a, an astute medical expert but you know not every time not every uh you know head injury is a concussion is it and again we can't I don't even I don't even feel comfortable talking about this but you just don't know you don't know the extent of something like if I if I and I again I'm not diminishing what happened on the football field I'm not diminishing what happened on Saturday night but if I stand up and kind of wobble and get a little woozy because I stood up too fast that's not a concussion it's completely different when your head hits the ground like his did. Granted,
0: and you get but, up and you start backtracking yes, and.
1: But I think no. I, I again I don't know if that just means okay that's an automatic concussion. You're out for a week or two weeks or whatever. Right. And some people come back much quicker. Like there is a protocol, but it's not a, it's not set for every person. Not every person has the same protocol when it comes to concussion because all brains are different. Um, and again, we don't know for sure this was a concussion. It certainly looked like one, or it certainly looked like he was woozy. We can agree with that, folks. He was woozy. He tried to stand up, kind of fell back down, slumped back down. Um, so, again, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, you know, it's obviously something you don't mess with. Uh, he's got a hopefully a very long football career, and this is just a blip uh, and not something that obviously follows him around. This is just a a couple of freak incidents. And uh, that, that's all it is. But uh, you, you hope that he can come back, not just for your team, which is much better with Johnny Wilson at wide receiver, in my opinion, but for him. I mean, it's his last, probably his last year of college football. He's on a really good team. He's a really good player. You know, he wants to play in these games too.
0: Yeah. Uh, basically says within 72 hours of sustaining an injury, they'll undergo a clinical evaluation by the team physician and or a designee. Mm. Uh, so there's – They can do either any or all the following. And there's a bunch of tests they can do. So uh, we'll film practice, uh, you know, those opening periods. Maybe we'll focus on what's going on with the receivers. And you can see who's there and who's not. I should probably do the stretch line, but I just, you know, uh, filming the stretch line is is like watching, you know, Ohio State play Penn State, you know. Right. Not all that great. Uh, Nonetheless, though, lots of satisfaction, gratitude displayed by Coach Norvell for that, classic Saturday night dope crowd uh, when he talked about the win over Duke, uh, you know, point out the fact that that was a good team. So good quality win, I guess you could say. Anything else kind of catch your ear uh, from what Norvell said in his uh, statements on Monday?
1: Well, yeah, and I wrote about it. Uh, it's It should be on the website now. Yeah, I know it will be when people are listening to this. Uh, I wrote a long column, but Ooh. not really. It was more like quoting him and explaining his rationale uh, for the fourth down decisions. Uh, specifically, the one in the set, the one in the first quarter when it was, uh, um,
0: on their side, negative side. Of yeah. The when it
1: was at the 36 yard line. Yeah. Um, I, sorry, I was just watching this play in the diamondbacks Phillies game. And that's just the worst base running I've ever seen, but whatever, uh, Evan Longoria, you probably need to score on that, but, uh, um, will there be
0: an American league champion by the time people are re- watching and listening yeah, to
1: this? Yeah. They're It's a game seven. They'll be on playing Monday as night? we're done, as we're uh, done recording this might yeah. probably will be a national league champion too. Although the mm-hmm. Phillies are down right now. um, so when he talked about he talked about maximizing possessions and you and I talked about this in August, like what was his fourth down math going to be? Mm. Because you don't get a lot of offenses like this in your career and you really don't like when you look at it just statistically, if you're an offense that averages seven yards of play and it's fourth and one at your 36. Well, it kind of almost seems cowardly to punt it in that spot. Um, so I understand his philosophy. Like you only get—they had the ball four times in the second half, Aslan. I think they had ten possessions in the game. You don't want to just give one of those possessions away because you—you you got a yard. You—you know—you came up a yard short on third down. Like you, there's—you don't have to punt. And when possessions are at a—you a, know—at a, at a when you when possessions are at a premium. Premium, yes, that's what I wanted to say. Golly. Um, You want to use them up. You want to like, you don't want to punt. But I I counter that in the column basically saying, uh, you know, you also have to know, you you, you have to think about the whole situation. Not every fourth and one is equal. Um, In that instance, in that game, I know that Duke had just scored on you. But they don't have a good offense. They certainly don't have an offense you fear. They're not going to light up the scoreboard. Number one, you have a good defense, but also their offense isn't very good and their quarterbacks hurt. I know they had just scored on you, but that was a freakish play where a hold wasn't called and your cornerback took an angle that defies belief. That you're, you you got to think, okay, that won't happen again. So there's no need to really panic right there. If you punt the ball from – and I'm just doing the math in my head. If you punt the ball from the 36-yard line, let's say it's a normal master motto punt, so it's 50 45 yards. I can't do the math in my head. What would that be? So they get the ball at their own 19-yard line. Well, it, let's assume they get a three and out, which is what they did. Now they're punting it back to you, and I know this they had the best punter that's ever lived, but the Reggie odds Roby, are Reggie yeah, Roby. Reggie Roby reincarnated. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's going to hit the portal. <laughs> I mean, he lo- I mean, he, there's nobody that's ever punted in Doak better than that kid. Rod Stark included that was what he averaged 55 yards a punt. That
0: was nuts. Yeah.
1: Um. So if he if he just hits one of his normal punts and Keon Coleman falls forward for a few yards, you're basically getting the ball back right where you had it a few minutes later in the game, but with a fresh first down. And the 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 risk is if you go for it and don't get it, well now there are you're on your 35 yard line, and so you gave them points. And also the other the other comment I made in the column. Uh, that I didn't I didn't think about it at the time, but it's true. It's just if you get that first down, if you get that yard and get to the 37, well, it's not like you're in the red zone. You still got 45 yards to get in the red zone. Yeah. You still got a lot of work to do. There's a chance you'll be punting again. Uh, a few moments later. I mean, I know you don't think like that as a play caller, especially when you have Jordan Travis as your quarterback. But that's an op. That's that's something that can happen too. And I don't want him to coach scared. Um, and I and I did think his his rationale was strong enough that. Look man, we only get one we only get so many uh, possessions in a game. We want to maximize them. It's 4th and 1. I believe in my offense to get 1 yard um and clear if the quarterback had kept the ball on that play instead of handing it off, it's a it's a, easily a first down. It might be 10 or 15 more yards, but he didn't. So I guess just moving forward it's something to keep an eye on because there will be other decisions. Clearly, there will be other 4th down decisions that Mike Norvell has to make. And against, you know, teams with better offenses, maybe on the road like how does how does he uh, take all this into account and move forward give his best a team a best chance to win in that moment just like the Syracuse game i didn't think it made sense to go for on fourth down just in that moment if it was you know later in the game it's 20 to 17 with 9 minutes to go in the fourth quarter yeah maybe but just right there i thought but then again, his 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 philosophy's true too. He's like, you know, he said the numbers in that in that instance, that early in the game, are to go for it. The thinking being, okay, even if you screw up and that you don't get it, and they get some points out of it, you've still got more than three quarters to make it up. So maybe that is the time to go for it. It's in your first in the first quarter. I just thought it was a little, uh, like I said yesterday, a little bit immature, and he was showing his frustration on the first fourth down not working and then Morlock not being in bounds when he caught the pass uh, that would have been a first down the play before.
0: Ah, impetuous. I'd I, I rather say impetuous yeah. than uh, yeah. immature. Yeah. But it's also um, – Judge your pants.
1: But, in, but it, you know, maybe it isn't. Like, you know, I, 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 I look at it through the lens of uh, they were horrible on fourth down last year, one of the worst teams in the country on fourth downs last year. And then, um, you know, this year they started out the season eight of nine on fourth down. And they're now o for their last five.
0: Dang, so, really?
1: Yeah, yep, I looked it up. They they got their first one against Clemson and then uh, didn't pick up that one right before the end of the game where uh, Keon was held and they didn't call it. They could have given them the field goal. And then they went o for 2 against Syracuse and 0 for 2 against Duke. So they're now 0 for five in their last fourth right, down. No,
0: no, they I think they converted one against Virginia Tech because Virginia Tech had not surrendered one single fourth down conversion all year long. Oh, yeah, Knolls yeah. You might be right. One on, Sorry. Ooh,
1: so. gotta go change that line. Gotta go change that line in my column, everyone. I <laughs> forgot about the Virginia Tech game. I completely forgot it. But yeah, so uh so I get it, right? Like if you're in a game, especially like you just don't want to wave the white flag and punt. It's when the you first just need a quarter.
0: Yard. How are you waving the white flag? Man? Well, it,
1: wave the white flag on that drive. Like, okay, we only got nine yards instead of 10. We'll give you the ball back, and hopefully we'll get it back a few minutes later. But, you know, every team this season, every single game they played, I feel like the opponent has had a seven-and-a-half-minute or eight-minute drive. And you just don't know when you're going to get the ball back because of the new rules and because of your defense sometimes doesn't play its best players to start a drive and teams get first downs you all of a sudden you've given them, you know, four extra minutes with the ball and you can get a little anxious when you have an offense like that sitting on the sidelines and you don't want to just give up on the drive because you only need a yard. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. I do like the aggression, um, but yeah, I did, that, and I it, will it, say this. I, I did first guess that I did not like it in the moment. You did. I thought it was correct. a dumb thing to do in the moment, yeah. um, but I understand why he did it. It's just going to be interesting if he does it the next chance he gets.
0: Yeah, I was surprised by your first guessing reaction in the press box. I'm like, I thought this is your thing, Corey. Like, you're all about going for it. And then you're like, whoa, no, 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 no. What is he doing? This is crazy. And I'm like, well, make up your mind, man. But there's. Oh, also, I mean, another
1: to another factor, too, though, right, Aslan, is it's not like you were steamrolling them with the offensive line.
0: You were not. No, no,
1: that's so if you're going to call a play like you called you, what have you seen from the first 12 to 15 plays of that game that makes you think. Duke on fourth and one, you're gonna be able to mo- push them aside to get a yard and a half. Just uh, confidence awesome. in
0: your team that we've seen in practice. Yeah, but you you,
1: you coach to the game. Yeah. Duke's got a very good defense. You know they do. And they were doing pretty well against you. Um in, in that moment. So that that's all. That's all I would say there.
0: You know, somebody uh, I'm sorry. Somebody asked on the smash, they're like, you know, I love the love the aggression. But will there be a point where it costs us a game this you know, I don't think they said they didn't say this year, but will there be a time where it's going to cost us? Um, I mean, just by law of averages, living in reality, probably at some point it will burn them. But it feels like, again, to your point, like it's in the first quarter analytics say go for it at that point because you have all this time to make it up. Like we haven't seen fourth quarter, fourth down decisions. Like those ones, like, so that's why I really can't get too passionate about we uh, go ahead.
1: I wonder what he would have done without the face mask against Toa Feely.
0: Oh, against Boston College. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think he probably punts it, but yikes. He might have been fourth and two and a half. He might have because uh, look, man, you know, he, he they converted a great fourth down earlier in that Boston College game that probably was going to put the game away. And then Coleman was called for a, um, a uh, legal downfield blocking oh, or a yeah, hold or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, that was a great call and a great decision. And also we can say it cost them games and I get it. It might, but all, we, you, this is how it always works. It's like in poker. When you only remember the hands that the, the horrible losses, the horrible beats you have yeah. and not the crazy suckouts you have on the fifth, on the river um, to get your straight or whatever. Um, you know, they went for it on fourth down against Clemson in the first half. Um, if Travis doesn't get that, They go down and score after they pick that up. If they punt or don't pick it up there, they lose that game. And I'm sure there's other instances. They probably, I assume they went for a fourth down against LSU. I don't remember. But there are a lot of instances where they go for, not a lot, but there have been a few instances this year where they've gone for it on fourth down, they've gotten it, and it's led to a touchdown. So we have to remember that, too. It's not all, we can't just remember the times it doesn't work. We should also remember the times it does work, too. It's just, again, that was the first time I feel like he had done it from his own 36.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Just like, this is your head coach, everybody, uh, yeah. for better or worse. And it's mostly been for better. So it just, you know, because there's no saying, there's no telling that if they w- would play the conservative Jimbo route, which like I'm, you know, I grew up watching this. Like, all right, it's fourth down. Like you punt the football. That's just what you do. There's no telling that, you know, they're going to get a stop on it. So it's, it's really hard to kind of, you know, play the, the, the reverse, you know, armchair quarterbacking of this all but Floresay was one for one on fourth downs against LSU I don't remember when it happened but that's what the stats say yeah all right so um but yeah I mean that's what he does and that's why I don't even talk about Lane anymore because Lane is disgusting when it comes to fourth downs Lane Kiffin will go for fourth and five uh in the first quarter on his own 20 just without impunity it's it's ridiculous
1: well and you know Lane coaches without a defense it's well, different. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, he kind of needs to because he knows his defense isn't going to get a ton of stops against a capable offense. Norvell doesn't have that problem. Norvell <laughs> does have a good defense. Oh. So uh, that, that that is the difference. But, yeah, it's the modern age of football, man. I don't understand why the Eagles ever punt. If it's fourth and two and a half, the Philadelphia Eagles, just push Jalen Hurts three yards like you do every time you try it uh, until they outlaw that rule, which they will in the offseason. Go ahead and take advantage of that. Uh, but Florida State does not have one of those automatic plays, which is guaranteed to get them a yard, clearly, because they were 0 for two when they tried it on Saturday night. I
0: don't know if it was Jason Kelsey, but somebody, I think, from the Eagles was like, Stop it. Like, you know, like if just if it if it worked, if if anyone could do it, everybody would do it. But everybody can't. Like we can stop. Leave us alone. I
1: I think the the what you would say in response to that, and if the people that don't know, I assume you do if you're watching this show, but the Eagles basically get Jalen Hurts behind center, get two big dudes right behind them. They snap it to Hurts, and the two dudes just push the pile forward with all their might. Uh, Three guys, I guess, really, kind of push everything forward. But every offensive play that that has ever been created, there has been a defensive answer for it. This, there isn't anything. (laughs) Literally, what could you do? There, Rex, Ryan, you can Rex do. Ryan
0: swears that you can't. Like, oh, it's all about playing your technique. You got to put your palms down, out. You got to get lower than the center. And it's like, well, good luck, man. Like,
1: Because those two, you could get two 450-pound defensive tackles and just try to plug that up, but they are still going to be pushed backwards by the 1,000 pounds coming at them.
0: Or he'll, just, he'll sidestep, right, and then go over a guard as opposed to going over a center. Yeah, and be-
1: wherever he goes, that's where the guys behind him go to push him. So there's there's literally nothing you can do to stop it. There's nothing you can do to stop it other than hope that they fumble the snap. So that's that's my issue with it is that and I and it started early in that game on Sunday night and then the Dolphins kind of cooled it. But the first couple of times it's like man, there's going to be a fight. Like they are going they are going to make Jalen Hurts not want to do this anymore. They're going to start punching him in the face, and, and that's the only that's the only recourse the defense is going to have is to start twisting stuff in the pile. Like they're going to get tired of dealing with it. And so it's like, okay, you wanna do this? Well, while we're all under this mass of humanity, I'm gonna gouge your eyes out. My bad. I was ripping at the ball. Like you've got to do there's they're gonna leave them no recourse. I, I do think Tariko said it on the on the show, uh, that, that game. It's he, he thinks it'll be outlawed, but but not because it's indefensible, but because of safety reasons. Because yeah. people are gonna keep get you know, people are gonna keep getting hurt. It's a mass of humanity, it's a bunch of it's what is it, three thousand pounds That's in that pile?
0: Dangerous, yeah. By the way, go ahead. Touchdown drive, third quarter, Florida State, fourth and two, Jordan Travis complete to Lawrence Feely.
1: Oh, how do we forget that yeah, one? Where yeah. was the ball, though, on that one?
0: The LSU 42-yard line.
1: It would have been fascinating to see if Jimbo punts right there.
0: <laughs> Come on, be nice.
1: I know, literally, right? Like, that's not an automatic. It yeah. certainly wasn't an automatic 10 years ago. No. I think Jimbo with this offense and this quarterback would have um, but fourth and two from the 42 is not an automatic go for, it's not a green light for Jimbo, but yeah, that was one of the plays of the game, right? Yeah, absolutely. That was the I mean, that was a great play. It yeah. was an all time great fourth down play. Start calling those again, Mike. We'd <laughs> all be happier if you keep, if you start calling the fourth down plays that work.
0: Uh, but in the meantime, we'll get happy by taking our vitamin energy mood plus, uh, the Mood Plus it makes you feel good. It makes you feel happy. It's clinically proven, clinically tested. VitaminEnergy.com promo code is WarchantBogo. That's Warchant, B-O-G-O, all one word. Uh, it's not case sensitive. You can do it in all caps if you want. You can do it in all lowers. It doesn't matter. Just get to VitaminEnergy.com, place your order. Any item of equal or lesser value, absolutely free. I know some people are like, oh, I couldn't get this one for free. And I've, uh, I've talked to our folks at Vitamin Energy. The promo code works, everybody. Y'all are just looking for attention from Corey and I. <laughs> Figure it out. Uh, but no, we appreciate it. We're trying to get it figured out for you folks. But uh, the workout plus taken on a Monday for me, probably mm. even on a Tuesday. I should try to get my box jump up. I try to get my box jump up one of these scores. I've been been stagnating at 42 inches for far too long, mm. um, which, by the way, some somebody on uh, Twitter thought that I said that I had a 42-inch vertical.
1: Which you do. I, we, we play basketball all the time. Aslan I and mean, I play pickup. I mean, and on, all people. I do is just throw those Dwayne Wade alley-oops. <laughs> To LeBron James and throw my hands up in the air. That was for you, oh. Miami Heat fan.
0: <laughs> now we're, we're in a great mood. Hope you're in a good mood today, everybody. Too go to vitaminenergy.com promo code word champ Bogo Energy with benefits. Shake it and take it. Vitaminenergy.com. All right, Corey, uh, we spoke to Alex Atkins, spoke to Adam Fuller, John Papuchas. Man, we had 10 good minutes with John Papuchas. Hope everybody mm. was able to inject that into their veins uh, and, and learn some stuff. Uh, Alex Atkins, uh, actually, let's talk about Adam Fuller first because you did mention this on the show Monday, and we kind of joked about, like, oh, you better ask him that. And you did get to ask him the question about rotating defensive line. They're seemingly paired up almost. It's like, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's Jared and Patrick and – both are either on the field or both are off the field. There's never one without the other. And apparently that was an astute observation by you, Corey. Uh, what else was Adam Fuller able to kind of shine light on when it comes to uh, utilizing his defensive ends?
1: Well, that was – and he said and, – and I thought it when I was when I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, I swear I've seen Burse out there with uh, Edmund and I've seen Peyton out there with Turner. Like, it, I do feel like I've seen those combinations. It's not just rotate two on, rotate two off all the time. But he did say the last two games that's what they've been doing. Um, he said that's not really the plan. It's just that um, they want Burse and Peyton fresh for third downs. So they will let in, uh, they will let the other two defensive ends, I guess play the first couple of downs. And then if it's third and seven, third passing down, they'll run uh, 11 and five out there and they want to get them rest and they want Edmund and Turner to play. and I, and I completely understand it. Um, I just think I don't know if there's another position as law and I was trying to think about this, where the disparity, maybe the receivers, you're starting two receivers and the guys behind them, where um and the, i think the guys behind them are going to be good. It might be good. But Keon and Johnny are special. The discrepancy, the disparity, sorry, between your starting defensive ends and your backup defensive ends. They're not the same type of player. It's not close and i'm not trying to kill these guys. Um Edmonds a a solid-ish college football player. Byron Turner still has plenty of room to grow and he might end up being awesome. He's not close to Jared Verse right now. And in that game On Saturday night, what what concerned me as I watched it is, okay, you're you're in a real game and you've got a chance like starting out um, after you after you cut it to 17 to 14. I think you you have a chance to kind of grab control of the game again and you have your two defensive ends out there that aren't your best ones. Um, and I in and, and your and your defense had rested for the last five or six minutes, and we like we said we did this we did the math or PFF did the math for us, but there were 61 plays that Duke ran. Uh, Turner and Edmund were out there for 22 of them. Mm-hmm. Peyton and Verse were out there for 39 of them, so that's like 65%. They were out there for 65% of the plays. I don't even know what I want that percentage to be, Aslon. 80? I, I don't know. No. 65 might be great. It might be perfect. It's probably smart, but I know it's frustrating when it seems like. The first it seems like they'll get two, three first downs and then you bring five and 11 in the game because those guys are difference makers, man. I thought I thought that was one of the best games Patrick Payton's ever played. And maybe it's because he only played thirty nine snaps. I don't know. It could be graded out really
0: well. Yeah, he he was good. He He had seven pressures. Good grief.
1: Seven pressures out of thirty nine snaps, which I don't know. He probably had. I don't know, thirteen pass plays, fifteen pass plays. He's out there. I thought he was terrific.
0: Fifteen. He had fifteen pass rush situations,
1: and he was pressured seven times. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, and I just, I guess, I would like it more in the moment when when you don't have a two score lead or even a lead at all. I, I guess I don't understand the 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 rotating as much. At, well, the rotating where they're both off the field at the same time. You know, give me verse yeah. and Edmund. And they give me Turner Payton. I want one of my good, good defensive ends on the field because it's not an accident that, that you know, they, they kept churning out some first downs and getting positive yardage when you had your two, you know, lesser defensive ends on the field. Oh, but you, you got to get reps for them. you got to get reps for them. But in that game, that Duke offensive line was overmatching those two guys, just completely overmatching those two guys. And you kind of let it happen for a little bit. Um, and then when they get, but I, to to their credit, after the marathon 96-yard drive that took, I think Tom Lang timed it out on his on the TV copy. It took literally like 19 and a half minutes of real time, uh, that drive, because it was the end of the quarter. There was an injury. It was a 19 and a half minute drive in real time. I would have maybe thrown my computer if after that touchdown to take a four-point lead, you would have run out 54-19 and 19 onto the field. You know what I mean? And yeah. they didn't. They ran 5-11 and 11 on the field, and what do you know? Three plays later, Duke is punting. You're getting the ball back. You go drive down the field and put the game away. So, I don't know. I don't even know what the—
0: Well, two his, things. His, two things. I, okay. I wonder, first off, is it like a chicken or egg thing? Are they Do they find themselves in, like you said earlier, these drives that are going six, seven minutes— are they finding that because they're not using verse and Peyton enough, or are they having to use Peyton and verse during these long seven, eight minute drives? And then they need to save them for later on in the game. And that's why they start rotating after that. And also, I mean, like say you assign a, a, a point value to the talent of Jared verse versus the talent of like a, a, a Byron Turner, let's say like maybe you're just better off. like, I don't not necessarily, I agree with this, but maybe you're better off verse and Peyton like that stacked of a defensive end you're better off doing that and then taking a, a bigger step back and going Edmund and Turner as opposed to hanging out in the middle and pairing up one of your lesser guys and one of your elite guys you know what I'm saying
1: I guess but then the the counter to that is are you if they're not out there at all and now instead of a 15 you've got an eight mm. um you know I think I'd rather have a constant 15. Did an eight and in that game those defensive ends just weren't they, they just weren't good they graded out horribly i didn't think they played well at all i thought they were overmatched duke ran kind of at will when they were in the game again i'm not trying to kill the kids they've had some good moments and they, they might end up being really good football players and they've they've been a big part of this team legitimately i'm not uh not blowing smoke but in that game it just wasn't their game it wasn't their game to shine and um you know, they're just not as good as verse and Peyton. And they have to do that math in their head of, okay, how much longer do we keep Peyton and verse off the field? And I get it. You you don't want them to play every snap. They can't be Jermaine Johnson, but you know, what they were doing in that game in particular is when Duke got around midfield is when they would run five and 11 back out there, which is great, but okay, well now you've let them have the ball for three minutes because they picked up two first downs to run three minutes off the clock. But also, even if you get the stop, they're going to punch you inside your 15 and the field position is flipped. So I'm just I i I'm interested moving forward what they'll do um, when it comes to this rotation because they don't – and the reason I bring it up is they don't do it with any other position. It's not like um, Conrad Hussey only plays with Kevin Knowles.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's not like Malcolm Ray only plays with Fabian Lovett. They rotate all these other guys in mix and match, but with the defensive ends the last two games, it's been let's put our second stringers in right now, and then when it gets tight, let's put our first stringers back in the game. And I think in that, when it when possessions are at a premium, a couple of three and outs right after a kickoff would be nice to get the offense, the ball right back. And, you know, I, I, would, I would hope they do that on the road here. You know, you just don't want to give these teams these next couple of weeks reason for life in optimism. Mm. You want them to feel five and 11 early. Mm. You know, you, you, that you, if you, let's say the defense goes out and gets a three and out, they're going to be a little skittish because they know Jared Burson and, and Patrick Payton are coming and they're going to throw a lot of quick passes. Maybe it, do, it probably doesn't work. You hope because they all wakes offense is not very good. By the way, wake is, um, has given up more tackles for loss than anybody in the country. How about that stat? Hmm. That's something. So you, your defensive line should have its should have a field day if they play well. And they know that. So I guess I just oh, – so you let's say you go get a three and out, and then the offense goes and scores, and it's 7-0. Do not, in my opinion – again, I'm not a football coach – do not then, after your defense has played five plays, go run out your worst defensive ends. Because what if they hit a big play? What if they get the edge and hit a 30-yard run? or you don't have any pressure on the quarterback, and he completes a couple passes and starts to get into a rhythm. Don't give him that opportunity. Try to step on their throats early and see if you can rattle him early where he can't gain any confidence and come back from it. Mm-hmm. Don't give him a freebie of, okay, well, now 54 and 19 are in the game, so I'm going to have a little more time in the pocket. I can develop a little more. I'm not going to feel as rushed. It's in, uh, So that's all. But again, I'm I'm talking about a team that's 7-0 and has won 13 games in a row. So I need to shut up. They're doing just fine. They're doing just fine without any help from Corey Clark. I'm here to fix video boards, and I'm here to fix you guys' lives with by getting in shape. You know, This is, again, it's going to become a fitness podcast very soon. So I'm just trying to squeeze the last life out of football that I can.
0: I forgot there was something at the tailgate they wanted you to, somebody was telling you to, they had umbrage with, not at the tailgate itself, but with the stadium experience. And they're like, this has to be next on your list. And I, it escapes me, but
1: maybe like the champions club seating. Yeah. Somebody told me that yeah. I'm like, guys, that's a, that ship sailed <laughs> 10 years ago. They are not good. People are not going to be sitting in those seats. That's just how it works. Uh,
0: offensively. What was the, the more uh, pressing uh, illuminating exchanges? Was it talking about Jordan Travis and the fact that they figured out probably later on in the game that they were going to have to rely on him to run the football or, uh, you know, part seven of us talking about how unique it is that they continue to rotate these guys on the offensive line. And, um, you know, I don't know how much of that is by necessity in terms of, you know, matchups, favorable things they think they have, or just, you know, as Jordan said, Maurice was hurt at one point. Robert Scott has not been right. Uh, Darius nicked up a, a few weeks ago. I wonder how much of this is a simply, is it health at this point now or is it continuing to be oh, we just like what we see out there and keeping bodies fresh.
1: Well, he did say that it was, uh, you know, he pulled Dimitri off the field after he got a hold. And, he, and he, I, he acted like it wasn't like punitive, like, oh, if you get called for a hold, you're coming out of the game. Although he could do that when he's got a rotation like this, um, he said he wanted to talk to him about what happened. Why did he do it? And he's like, I, I just grabbed too high. I got confused or he twisted when he wasn't supposed to or something, but I got a little confused. And just when I tried to block him, I, I reached up too high and kind of spun him a little bit, but he just wanted to hear the reasoning in the moment, I guess is why he pulled him off the field. Uh, but yeah, I, look, man, it just, it is what it is. They're, this is what they're going to do. Um, so it, I know he gets asked about it every week. Um, and he still keeps giving entertaining, informative answers because it's Alex Atkins. But I think next week he might just be like, "Guys, really? Again? Like, this is just what we do. Do w- Do you ask, uh, you know, Dugan's about rotating in the receivers? Like, it's just this is what we're gonna do, and it's unique. Nobody else in the country is really doing this, but it's just what Florida State is is doing in 2023. I thought Atkins is always so good about Jordan. I just I love I love the way he talks about Travis. Um, because he you know Norvell always talks, you know, Norvell says that Jordan is remarkable had a remarkable game but you know I love Mike Norvell I love what he does for this program and letting us watch but he says everything is remarkable Alex for what Alex just kind of is to me kind of breaks it down a little more and, and basically he said look this is Jordan Travis's offense when I asked him about running yeah like yeah. I, I basically the question was like um I don't know how I phrased it, but you how much better are you guys as a running team when Jordan Travis is running the ball? Like that that it, it doesn't seem like a coincidence that you finally started running the ball and getting success on the ground, not just from Jordan, but the running backs too, once thirteen started keeping it. He's like, Well, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's it kind of goes without saying. Of course, when the running back when the quarterback can run, that's another weapon. It's another half that they can't they, they haven't accounted for and he's like but you know Jordan this is Jordan this is all Jordan's offense this is all Jordan's baby and uh you know Atkins and Norvell both said basically they thought that was something they might use against Duke and it, I think Norvell even said it was something that he thought they would wait until the second half to use so maybe it was all by design uh I feel like you can run earlier than that um but it was all by design and it uh, it worked out but yeah it was uh you know it's I wouldn't say there was anything like newsy that came out uh-huh. of the press conferences other than, I guess, Johnny and Destin and their health for the, for the, for this week and moving on. But, um, just more talk about how good Jordan is and, and, uh, you know, that this team is still seven and zero undefeated.
0: Yeah. My promo code is Warchant. Use that when you sign up for the first time, get an instant cash deposit bonus. Uh, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, live betting, in game, live casino, Futures, all these things still available. Believe it or not, Corey Clark, um, Jaden Daniels has eked ahead of our own Jordan Travis as the uh, third. Well, I mean, Jordan's been fourth the whole time, but apparently now uh, Jaden Daniels has somehow muscled his way in front of Dylan Gabriel. I guess after the, I mean, Dallas didn't even play last week. Dylan Gabriel yeah. won. Explain that to me. JJ McCarthy now the odds on favorite. Michael Penick second. Jaden Daniels third, Jordan Travis plus nine ninety, and that's a whole different tier. McCarthy's plus two twenty two, Penix is plus two ninety, Jaden Daniels plus three eighty, Jordan Travis plus nine ninety. Make it make sense, Corey?
1: I can't, buddy. I can't. Mm. I know I wouldn't put a lot of money on JJ McCarthy. Anybody can win games when you're stealing signs. When you know what the other defense is going to run, anybody can do that. Let's see what Michigan looks like the rest of the year since they haven't been able to scout these uh, future opponents. Uh,
0: Games later tonight, Louisiana Tech hosting New Mexico State. Louisiana Mm. Tech, uh, a three-point favorite at home. Liberty at Western Kentucky. Liberty, minus four on the road uh, against the Hilltoppers. Either of those... Wet the appetite, Corey. Total points. Well, no, no,
1: it's Liberty. Liberty's going to win by more than four. Come on, guys. Everybody knows this. And again, if you want to bet with me, that would be dumb. <laughs> if you want to bet against me, you're going to make a lot of money. So, but do what you want. I'm, I'm, I'm not do. I'm really thinking that Liberty's going to win by more than four points. Okay. So do with that what you will. Bet
0: anything, anytime, anywhere at mybookie.ag. Those picks just for fun. Thursdays when the real ones are made. So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, tune back in for that one as well. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at mybookie, mybookie.ag. Uh, Corey, on the way out, give me your, your top four right now. Season ended right now. What are your top four teams? Give me your playoff picks.
1: Oh, all right. Number one, don't tell me what to do. Hey, uh, But let's see. I would go. Uh... You want
0: me to go first? You, you're never ready? No, no, I'll do
1: Anything? it. I, I'd say Michigan. Okay. Florida State.
0: Okay. Georgia.
1: Okay. And Washington. Okay.
0: Oh, that's boring then. Well, who are um, you gonna say? Well, I mean the same stuff. I I just I'd have I'd have Georgia two, Florida State three, which oh. doesn't well, really it doesn't matter. matter either way. Yeah, does exactly. It? Yeah. So if
1: Florida State can get to the playoff, it's just please don't send us to California.
0: Well, please. if they're not one or four, they're probably going to California, right?
1: Well, no. What? Well, like, why? What if Michigan's won or Ohio State's won? Wouldn't they want to go play in the Rose Bowl? Yeah. And so if Michigan's one and, and Florida state's two are Flor then I feel like Michigan's going to be like, no,
0: you're right. well, we yeah, want to yeah.
1: go to Pasadena and you guys can go to new Orleans. Right. Hmm. That's what, that would be my thought. That would be my thought there.
0: My thought. I think if Florida state wins a semi, I think I've said it before. I think if they win the semifinal, they'll win the national championship. I'm more worried about the semifinal than the championship game.
1: We are getting way ahead of ourselves, folks. <laughs> Are we? It's cool. Well, I mean, yeah, bud. We you know, we're That's 6 games from now. You still got the Canes on the horizon. Mm. You still got the Gators looming out there. You still got the Demon Deacons. You haven't won up there in 6 years since mm. old Auden Tate was catching touchdown passes for you. It has been a minute since you won uh at Snuggy Hill. So, uh, let's let's don't let's not count those chickens yet. Let's uh man, they need to win this game and they need to win oh, big. They need to win big, Aslan. Like you'll take a thirty-one to twenty-nine game. I know everybody would hear that right now and go, "Gross, what just happened?" Wake Forest lost thirty to thirteen to Virginia Tech. Yuck. But man, uh, you'll take any win. You'll take one-point wins the rest of the way, right on into the playoff.
0: What? I, I feel like you did I feel like three, four weeks ago, you're like, uh, ah, it doesn't matter if they would have if they would steamrolled Syracuse." More one of the games like, "Ah, it doesn't matter." But now it, you know. No,
1: I'm saying it still doesn't matter as far as getting to where you want to go. Win every game by a point.
0: But you, well, why, why do they need to win? Why do they need to starch Wake Forest? Because, I,
1: because of s- Wake Forest. Who? It's just because of I, I I am I am sick of this program never being able to beat this team. Like this is not Wake Forest last year was okay. And they came in here and got up 28 to 7 on you. And you're undefeated. Like how'd that happen? Like go play well against this team for once. You haven't done it in a decade. Go play well and beat the snot out of this team on their home field. It is allowed. I've seen other good teams do it. And Wake might be on their third-string quarterback. So I, yes, it, you'll take 31 to 29. Sure, a win is a win is a win. But man, I would just for for reasons that are probably just personal and specific to me and only me. I would love them to beat them uh, 59 to six probably ain't gonna happen uh nobody scores 59 points anymore but man it would be awesome to see them just pummel wake forest no they're ready for it i'm not the disagreeing Deacons are ready for it they're yeah. ready to get pummeled they want you to pummel them <laughs> just go in there and take care of business
0: they're ready to roll over
1: yes they are
0: is Snuggy hill still happening
1: well, it'll still be there. I don't know. I, it's up to Florida State fans in attendance that go to, uh, I, I guess, just force your way on there. You know what I mean? Just yeah. just what are they going to do? They don't have security at that place. They would never need it. So just force your way on the hill. Um, and then, yeah, if they win, hopefully Ira and I can do our war chant rap from the hill.
0: Ooh. That would
1: be awesome. Just sitting down, like laying down in the grass, Ooh. looking up at you. I like it. Yeah, that would be something. So, yeah, no, I have animosity towards Wake Forest. It's not rational. Um, I said two months ago, I don't care who they beat this season as long as they beat Wake Forest. <laughs> so they've beaten everybody else. It's now time to keep it going against Wake Forest. They can go eight and
0: four as long as <laughs> – Yeah, as,
1: as long as one of those eight is Wake Forest. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, Amazing. Hey, real quick on this one. So the, the Michigan staffer has been identified – Yeah. How about that name? Amazing. Um, Apparently, according to public records, he was making $55,000 a year. Yes. So he went rogue and was just going and doing uh, making. Of
1: course not. Of course not. So the the, the story is, because we got it completely wrong when it broke uh, late last week. Um, His name is Connor Stallions, which is the most ridiculous. You know that game where, like, pick your porn name? (laughs) The name of your dog and the street. I mean, it's right, the most right. ridiculous name in the history of the world. But his name is Connor Stallions, <laughs> and um, yeah, as Aslan said, he's made, he made makes fifty five thousand dollars a year, and he there's there's proof that he's been to multiple games this year and bought two tickets on each side going to um sorry going to like a Penn State game. I, that's probably not a good example. He went to, let's say, the Michigan State-Iowa game. Michigan's not playing. He went, or he didn't go there. He bought two seats on each side of the field. And there's footage uh, at one of these institutions of whoever's sitting in those seats having their phone record the sideline the entire game. And it went on, it, I guess it went on in both seats, but there's, you know, that's that came out, uh, you know, Monday afternoon. Um, and we think that this kid just, on his own, paid for.
0: I don't know if he's a kid. I think he's a he's a young man. He's a Marine man. He's been through. Uh, oh
1: yeah, maybe yeah. Maybe yeah. might be thirty. I don't know. I, yeah. I just assumed he was fresh out of college. But you're right. We think he just on his own decided. Out. You know what? They love me for the way I can decipher play calls. Um, I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to buy four tickets to every game of all of our opponents and get people and pay people to go record those. Because I don't. Because he's on the side. He's at the Michigan game, so he's not. At these other games, he's getting people to record the images for him and then send them to him so he can break them down and figure out what the plays are, Um, which is illegal. Should it be? Should your should your signs be that? uh, And I don't even know. We don't even know how much it works. Uh, Michigan's really good. I don't know if it has anything to do with Connor Stallions, uh, but you're not allowed to go off campus and scout. You're not allowed to do that. It's an NCAA rule. You can look at their game film, see if you can decipher that way. You can't be in the stands as a scout scouting another team, and that's clearly what he was doing. Now, was he doing it on his own? Maybe. Or maybe not.
0: He looks probably in his 20s still. So
1: Okay. So uh, he's a kid to me either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All you whippersnappers.
0: Uh, also uh,
1: – What do you think? You think Michigan – It's probably – Look, and I, I might be overreacting. I think Michigan should get the death penalty. Uh this should be it. Harbaugh should get a show cause for the next forty years and not be able to allow to coach. Um and actually I would have a problem sending him to prison. No. That's just me. How do you feel, Aslan? Are you are you worried about it? Do you care?
0: Jim's my guy, man. If uh with Caleb and Southern Cal being out of the, the mix here, Florida State doesn't win it all, I want Michigan to win it all.
1: Okay. All right. Still Even now.
0: I don't like cheaters, though, man. Like I don't, I, yeah. I hate you know the Patriots and you know not even yeah. Deflate Gate, but them recording the Rams before that first Super Bowl. Right, uh, Mangini basically letting everybody know that you know that's what they did all the time, and uh, even filming like the Jets during the regular season. Yeah, some stuff is 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 hard to to overlook, but it's just he's such a sociopath, Jim, that it's it's almost it's it's enrapturing, it's mesmerizing that he just he's pretending like none of this bothers him. But it has to bother him, but he just continues to go out there and his team throttles everybody. So something about that psychotic instinct to continue to be a, a machine of winning football games is a little bit endearing to me, but okay, just me. Sure. But,
1: just but me. we we don't know that he knew, and and I know people can roll their eyes and I'm rolling my eyes as I say it, but there's a chance he didn't know this this guy was doing this. This guy might have been looking for an extra edge to make him appealing to this coaching staff so he get a full-time job. And become a real coach or an analyst or an OC or whatever his dreams are in this sport. He thought being able to decipher play calls would give him a leg up. And so he went the extra mile to pay people to go help, go, go steal signs for him. It's I know,
0: but that's not, inform- that it's, it's not impossible, but that information, but that information never made it into the meeting rooms. And then, Harbaugh never saw like this information, these these revelations that were found. From, I mean, so this guy just filmed all this stuff, paid all this money, and then. Kept it to himself?
1: No, I would think he'd say, Look, when they flash this sign, this is what it means. I've broken it down.
0: Oh. oh. You know what I mean? Oh, when that's, they do this, that's this is what they that's plausible. Well, look at you. That son of an attorney right here, everybody. Yeah, son just of say an attorney it. right Prove here.
1: Prove it. Yeah. What follow the money, folks. You know, fifty-five thousand, he might not have been buying those on his own credit card. So let's see, uh let's see if he uh where the how he bought how he bought these tickets, what account they came from. Then look at his account. If they're even allowed to do that. I wonder that, how I they got they
0: caught. Like, how did it how does even come to how that's how what I'm saying? Like, surface? it must
1: have been so brazen yeah. and and look, man, coaches kind of let other teams get away with some stuff, but it must have been so brazen that the, the other fellow Big Ten coaches were like, enough of this, man, this is ridiculous. And they do know every play we're running. It's not fair. Yeah. They do know every play we're running because they're scout. But, you know, who knows? Get better signals. Kid. Have the quarterback run over to the sideline and tell him to play. Huddle up. Huddle. Then you then they can't steal your signs if you're huddling. Uh,
0: public apology real quick. Uh, I'll do it in person as well. I was, I was driving to the stadium on Monday, Corey, for the Monday press conference. I was going south on Macomb. Macomb? 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 I think we call it Macomb. Macomb, probably,
1: I think. But I don't Macomb. know. That's a good question.
0: And um uh, getting ready to go right on green onto Pensacola. Okay. And there's a young man at the corner of Macomb and, and Pensacola, and he too is trying to go southbound on Macomb, but I'm going right onto Pensacola, and he's on a scooter, and he's he's having trouble maneuvering his scooter, and the light's green, and I'm about to turn right, and I'm about to hit him, um, so I hit my horn like I don't lay on my horn, but I do like a little chirp 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 chirp, like hey hey man, look at me, like what are you doing? You're gonna kill yourself, um, and the guy's he's got a ridiculous mullet. I'm like look at this idiot. Um, uh, and then he Uh-oh. he stops and he turns Uh-oh. around. And he looks at me, and Uh-oh. he's like, "I'm I going." this is going. He's like, "I'm going. I'm going." And it it was our guy, Alex Mastermano. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Alex. It was my fault. Like I, it was green. He, well, what had was he write... doing wrong? He, I it, I didn't know he was gonna go or not. Like I was slowing down because I'm turning right, so I wasn't gonna blow through it, even though I had a green right. light. But like he started maneuvering down into the street almost, but then he, he veered back onto the sidewalk. I so, gotcha. I, so I thought he was like going to figure out how to ride a scooter before he would proceed, but then he veered back down into the street and I'm about to pull in onto Pensacola and I'm like, what are we doing here? But it's my fault because he had a green light as a pedestrian. Yeah. It's uh, his right of way, which um, if I see him at practice today, I'm going to go on my way back. Like, I'm sorry about that, Alex. I didn't mean to, but
1: well, he was, did he know it was you?
0: I don't know. He, no, he kept it really cool. He had cool composure. Like, and I wasn't road rage. As well. I was just like, hey, like, what are we doing here? Like, I almost hurt you. Like, move. Um. So, uh, but I'm sure. Like, we locked eyes. So, mm. I'm sure if I see him at practice later today and I look at him, he'll probably be like this jack off. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna be like, Alex, sorry about that, man. You were right. I was wrong. Um, and you
1: were in a hurry. Explain to you're you in a hurry. Yeah, and uh, he was also going really slow and doesn't need to be on a scooter.
0: He doesn't even on a scooter. Come on, Alex. We got we got we got plans, man. We got playoffs.
1: Trying to win championships here. You can't be crashing on a scooter. Yeah.
0: Although, hey, last time, hey, just saying, last time a guy on a Florida State team, scooter accident. Things worked out all right for the team that year.
1: That's right. The bus was wore up more uh, worse off than O'Leary. <laughs>
0: the bus wore that. Oh, man. Incredible. All right. Let's go to practice, Corey.
1: Let's do it.
0: Jeff Cameron show oh, I checked that. Check that. Check mm. that. Seminal yeah. headlines. Seminal headlines coming up one to three o'clock. Tune in. Get involved. Go to WordChant.com. Plenty over there. Corey's column, as he mentioned. Three, two, one by Ira, I think should be up by now. Uh, maybe we won't have them. Maybe we'll save one for the Wake Forest game. I'll see how that goes. Nonetheless, thanks for listening, everybody. He's Corey. I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up Board Chair presented by the Corner of Pocket Barn Grill.